millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Charlie Baker. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily. No Paul today. He's back tomorrow. Uh, yeah. We had a lovely time though, Andy, didn't we? It was fun, Charlie. We did. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. We have the guy, um, uh, Brian from Dart Shack came on. Yes, you were very my, keen on getting him on. my favourite guest of the day. He was very good, I must admit. Hello, Shackers. I think it's such a good... Good, is that his um, catchphrase? Good catchphrase he's got going. Is he really? Everyone would okay. love that. So, yeah, listen to him on this. And we spoke about, uh, about the snooker, about the trying to get rid of uh, the trying to get rid of waistcoats. Oh, yes. Again. All the hard-hitting agenda on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so we had Ken Doherty, world champion, I'm assuming. He won at some yes. point. I think we, he was. Uh, we, we had a panties challenge. We did. And we had lots of chat about what you scrape your windscreen with. Yeah. And I did a few Clive Myries. I introduced some lovely Clive Myries. Of Clive Myrie. I love that. Here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) I did watch the match last night, uh, Middlesbrough v Chelsea, with you fully in my mind, knowing I was coming in today to sit next to you, to present the show with you. And and I thought. I don't know if this is a good thing they've lost or a bad thing that they've lost. Obviously, for you, a bad thing. Well, it's a bad thing. <laughs> Judging by the way I swore at you when you, when you first came in, you asked me what you I did. thought of it. I just, I just, I just, you know, just politely said, "How did you find the match last night?" And I got called a few names. <laughs> Honestly, I've seen you may have seen that game for the first time. I've seen that game a hundred and fifty times. Yeah. Honestly, it's just. It's madness. No team misses as many big chances as Chelsea. 43 this season. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And they're not just like half chances. They're like real Cole Palmer chances that they had last night. Big chances that you should score. And the thing about football, we all know this. We saw it on Sunday against Liverpool for Arsenal. If you don't score when you're on top, the other team will get an opportunity. They get an opportunity, then they'll, especially if they're a lower-level team like Borough, they'll hang on to it. The crowd, the crowd weren't into it for the first half and until yeah. they scored. And of course, as soon as they score, as soon as it's a different game. Their confidence goes up, your confidence goes down, and you just think in the end, you just then think, yeah, thanks. It's it's only half time. That's the that's the yeah. good news. But the the next game will be exactly the same. Either Chelsea will score in the first sort of fifteen minutes, and then the game will be easy, or they won't, and it'll go on and on and on, and eventually, they'll, hopefully, they'll get try and get yeah. one back. <laughs> I don't know. You know, this is. The, you so were saying to me they're a, they're a really young team, and you absolutely sure they are going to come good in the next I couple of years. I personally do think this. I mean, I mean, you know, a lot of Chelsea fans are calling for Pochettino's heads, but a lot of Chelsea fans don't know what they're talking about because it's not his fault. 
You know, it's yeah. not Poch's fault that Cole Palmer can't put the ball in from two yards. And he's twice in two games. Cole Palmer has been one of the highlights of your season. But you know, in the last two games, he's missed some unbelievable chances, four huge chances. And I didn't understand why he didn't start Brozier though. I thought that was a very strange decision after he sort of scored a goal on Saturday and actually suddenly looked good for a change. And you know, I thought it would have been a good time to start him, but he didn't. But everything, everything, everything's hindsight. Because if Chelsea score those goals, it's 3-1, and that's what the game should have been. Yeah. Instead of which, in hindsight, everyone's going, oh, Borough were fantastic. Well, they weren't fantastic. They weren't. They were they okay. Did, they did a job, though, didn't they? Yeah, I thought Clark was excellent at the back for Borough, and Housen put a shift in, and Jones was good. But really, you know, they weren't the better team. They weren't. But, you know, fair enough, they shouldn't be the better team. They're in the championship. You know, and that's up to Chelsea to do something about it. I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk about Conor Gallagher. He's, he's, you know, he's, his heart's in the right place. He puts it in a shift, but some he gave the ball away so many times. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, "Oh, stop it!" You know. But there yeah. you go. And Kai Sado, 115 million for a player that doesn't bother to track back, who thinks somehow that <laughs> that. The laws of physics, that bloke could not have crossed that ball to where he was standing with yeah. his arms behind his behind back. His back it's yeah. just, you just think, what are you doing? You certainly know Kante, that's for sure. But uh, it's interesting, I see that um, they've overturned the Calvert-Lewin uh, howler yeah. from the League Cup the other day. The red card, yeah. The red card. And I've, I've come up with this new disciplinary code oh, okay. that the ref and the VAR who make the mistake should get a three-game three ban. Okay, yeah. Salisbury and Kavanagh should get a three-game ban for that. Should they do VR, VAR on them making the decision? <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> Going back over them. That's a good idea. <laughs> Drawing lines layer. over where they drew lines. <laughs> Just going into yeah, it. I think that's it, right. it, it, That decision with Calvert-Lewin is absolutely amazing because when you think it took them that long to make the decision mm. on the pitch, other people looked at it, then and then you make the, that decision and then they go, no, that, we scrub it. That decision's gone out the window. Yeah, but the, you the know. thing is, it was wrong. Everyone could see it was wrong. The two people on the night made a mistake. All right, that happens. But I just don't understand these referees when they go to the screen and they can yeah. see it for themselves. And they, don't take any notice of what he's telling you. Go by what you thought in the first place, you know. Anyway. But it was nice last night. I know you might not have enjoyed it last night. It was nice not last night to watch the match and, you know, when Middlesbrough scored, I went, oh, they'll check that. And then I was like, no, they're not going to check it. So everyone can mm. can uh, celebrate. Know, you or we, think, were yeah. you sitting there looking for VAR last yeah, night? Andy? You were, yeah, you were. Well, I knew it wasn't <laughs> offside, you know. I mean, yeah. you can see. It was, a, it was a good goal. It was against the run of the play, but it was yeah. a good goal. And uh, Are you know. confident for the second leg, Andy? No, you can't be confident about any game Chelsea go into because you just don't know what they're going to do. If they score, then they're, you know... They'll be all right, but if, you know if they miss three or four, I cannot tell. You, I think Jason Cundy went through all the games that he's seen this season. Yeah, so I won't repeat them. But there are so many games where they are on top in the first twenty, thirty minutes, mm. don't score, and then the other team win the game or draw the game. And it's just, it's just a pattern that is so common. And I don't see what the manager can do about it. You know, it's it's the recruitment. The recruitment's been absolutely bonkers. You spend all that money and you don't buy a proper striker. It just makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, also, I think that happens to every team. Every single fan feels that. When they when mm. they watch their team spurn mm. chance after chance after chance. We all know when you've yeah, been... Yeah, but Chelsea lo- are actually top of the stats. They are top. Oh, they, oh, they are? They're top of okay. the list for missed chances. Because I was just thinking, I mean, Arsenal on Sunday, they were the same. Yeah. Against oh, no, Liverpool, absolutely. Yeah. The same thing. You know, and they did it against West Ham. Yeah. And teams like West Ham, they rely on that. They rely... when They, they come with a game plan and they yeah. sit back. And then they rely on Arsenal missing about three or four chances, which they did. 
and then they grab one, and yeah. then they've got something to hold on to, and that's it. But then West that plan only works if the other team miss chances. Yeah. Well, well that, but then that's that's what Arsenal said. They need a killer up front, yeah, don't they? You know, they, in Chelsea, right. they do. spent all that money and they've not bought a striker. Know, but you do sit there as a fan sometimes. We're never going to score here in a million years, and there's always yeah, one. Yeah. I mean, it's an absolute classic Torquay result, that is. We have a hundred shots, and then they have one right at the end. That <laughs> yeah, always, yeah. always happens. Yeah. Honestly, if I had hair, I'd tear it out. <laughs> honestly, I do think, I really honestly feel I've got to yeah. stop watching Chelsea. I've got to stop watching, because it's just doing me in. It's doing my head you in. You think? Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's been a... What will you talk about, Andy? If you don't, if you don't, if you haven't got Chelsea, readers' to offers about. for trousers. Oh yes, we're going to do that a bit later on, aren't we? We're going to have a little look at that later on. Yeah, very nice. Well, well I'll um, give you a quick one if you want. Oh, yeah, go on. Why not? You, why this not? is an advert for. I do a lot of these on the extra podcast. Uh, oh, oh, oh lovely. Paul, yes, yeah, it's very funny. Oh, I thought I'd give you one today because I I enjoyed this one. It's an advert for classic stretch denims. Uh, the amazing stretch waist denims for a comfortable fit. Pair with smart or casual layers, whatever the occasion. <laughs> Well, like a wedding or the coronation. What are you talking about? <laughs> Whatever the occasion. No. Not, not into that. Not for you, no? Not going to well, buy the stretch denim? Well, not for a wedding. Or a, you know. Depends what wedding it is. I've seen someone <laughs> wear shorts at a funeral. Really? Do you think that's appropriate, Andy? Would well, you... Uh... It depends if it was a postman. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, it was a postman. No, 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 they always wear shorts. But... Um... Who knows? Who knows? There we are, the, the stretch denim. Um, I've got a Charlie's yeah. Choice for you, for the okay. listeners uh, oh, yeah. Carry on. this afternoon, which is uh, on 81089, if you want to get in touch, 03717 which is I uh, went out to come to work this morning and was scraping my windscreen, mm. uh, scraping the ice off my windscreen with my TalkSport mm. staff pass. Yeah. I thought, I've done this with... I've never actually bought a proper scraper. If mm. I have, I've lost them mm. in the mists of time. I thought, I've used so many CD cases. <laughs> I've used so many things in the past. So I'm interested in what the listeners have used to scrape their windscreens. I think it's a... It's, a, it's I think legitimate, it's a, especially this time of the year. I use my we're Chelsea... We're not scraping the barrel. We're I use scraping. my Chelsea season ticket. <laughs> Hoping you'll warp in the, so I won't get, be able to get in. <laughs> so you won't be able to go again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 18, 1889, what have you used to uh, scrape your windscreen when, the, when it's a little bit icy? In the morning, uh, darts has gone crazy, Andy, hasn't it? Oh, you, have you, yeah. I haven't spoken to you about the darts, really. I know you uh, yeah. went to Paddy's launch. Uh, were you a darts fanatic? I like darts. You can't not like darts. It's a brilliant game. I agree. It's, it's, it's one of those games you think you can play until you actually try it, and then you watch them, and they're absolutely brilliant. So I'm fascinated by all these people buying dart boards. Yes, fifteen year old, hoping they'll be the next Luke Littler. Oh, yeah. I think if you're fifteen, I think it's too late. Oh, all right. I think it's too late. You have to start. We had someone on You've yesterday. You've got to do ten thousand hours, haven't you? We had Bo Barker on yesterday, who yeah. was uh, who was who was uh, three years old, and so he's starting at the right time. Yeah, ten thousand hours. That's been a good chat. <laughs> no, we spoke to his dad. Spoke to his dad. <laughs> Raise the level of the usual <laughs> discourse on here. He was having a snooze. Um, ten thousand hours. What do you think you've done ten thousand hours of, Andy, to be this an expert? show? And, this I'm show. No, and I'm no better than an I was expert. on the day I started. Let's be honest. <laughs> an expert. This show. I think you're an expert. Andy. That and watching Chelsea. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs with you through till four o'clock. Uh, we've had. I'm a. This is uh, Glenn Carey, the South Coast Geordie. I'm a fire engineer, and I use an old fire extinguisher identification sign on my windscreen. Oh, that's great. Isn't that lovely, yeah, isn't it? Very nice thing. indeed. A bit scratchy. Uh, and uh, using the baking foil wrapping from my sandwiches to clear frost off my windscreen. Left scratches all over the screen. Yeah. Never again. From anonymous, he will not tell us. <laughs> 
who that is they are anonymous there we are yeah. do you want to hear the same joke four or five times Andy yeah go no, on that's right. we've been asking what you scrape your wi- uh, windscreen with uh, this afternoon haven't we Andy um, and Chris the Newcastle fan says I used my Argos card to scrape my car window only got 10% off there we are it's Paddy, it's Paddy in Newcastle I used That's my dis- yeah, I, know. I used my discount card to scrape the ice disappointed as I could only get 20% off Paddy's same got joke, a slightly not, same, same joke yeah. um, and uh, someone else there we go I used my Blockbuster discount card to scrape my windows but it only took 30% off there we are not That's Steve there we are all the same joke but funny nearly three times the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Not Love Shack, Andy. It's not no. going to be Love Shack. It's going to be Dart Shack. But that would be good walk-on music at the darts, wouldn't Stand it? Stand up if you love the shack. <laughs> shack of his lot. That's all I'm going for. That's the only link I've got there. Nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything at all. Um, the UK and the world has fallen for darts in a huge, huge way. Yeah. So much so that I read today that sales of darts, dartboards and, and darts and flights and ockies are up by 60%, Andy. It's incredible, but it's not surprising. It, caught, it captured the imagination. It, it? it did indeed. And uh, one of the beneficiaries of that upswing is Brian from Dart Shack. Hello, Brian. How are you guys? How are we doing? Oh, very good. Hello, hello, Shackers, I think you should be yeah, saying. Top, <laughs> top Shackers. Get top. All the top Shackers shout out. Superb. I love all Love the, all my customers. Yeah, I bet you do, You must Brian. be loving this. I mean, these shots in the papers, well, there's one bloke, he's got like, two dartboards under his arms. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. People, is it well, the Luke Littler effect, would you say? It, it's a bit of both, because generally this time of year, we're always quite busy anyway, after the Worlds. But what's happened is, with the Luke Littler effect, is that he's now gone on terrestrial television, and they're talking about him. So whereas it used to be just spoken about on pay-per-view channels, it's now gone worldwide on all the channels, and it's made a huge effect. I'm, I'm getting lots and lots of younger people coming in that have followed him, followed me on my Instagram, yeah. and then coming mm. in there. So it's been huge for us. And yeah, yeah you're, you're dart shack in, in Leicestershire, aren't you? And, and that's where I saw you on your reels on Instagram. Hello, shackers. It immediately yeah, grabbed me. It immediately <laughs> grabbed me, Brian. Um, what, what have, so you are getting lots of young people. I saw you had a, a session with um, people from, is it from Leicester University or Nottingham University? They came in, were trying out all the darts. Uh, yeah. is, is it big amongst the students? They've all got their own dart societies. A lot of the unions do have always had their own societies, and we will actually sponsor, I think it's three of them by, you know, so we have our names on their shirts okay. and things like that, and they, they repay us by coming in to see us en masse. So we have a bit of a party when they turn up because they're, they're always quite a lively bunch. Yeah, good stuff. And, and so in the shack, do, do you run club nights as well? Do you offer discounts? No, we don't. We we don't run any club nights because it is ultimately it is a shop with uh, four boards up for people to try the darts yeah. and then buy them. And uh, no, we don't. We don't turn, tend to run discounts because it, I think they can devalue your products. Yeah, sure. Now, look, so, you, um, to be honest, there's no need to because you know I think they're all fairly priced. Yeah, it's pretty inexpensive, isn't it? It's good. But looking at your I website, so. it's it's interesting, really, because. The most expensive darts I can see are £199. I mean, that is quite a lot. I mean, is it a bit like 
good football boots or good tennis records? Is it going to make that much difference to you if you're not a brilliant player? Basically, do you need to be good to spend that sort of money on a set of darts? Well, no, darts is not just about being how good you are. It's about the enjoyment of it. And it's like comparing it to every golfer. You can't compare darts to, you know, the best players having the best equipment. That's not necessarily it. It's what feels nice in your hand and what flies nicely and what gives you the most enjoyment. And that, that to me, is it because you, you see golfers that are, you know, 28, 32 handicappers mm. spending thousands and thousands of pounds on clubs and bits and pieces. Why do they do it? Same reason that darters do, to enjoy it. Yeah, so what's, the, what's, what's, the, what's, the, equivalent of, what's the equivalent of all the gear, no idea, with the darts? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, there'll always be players that are are never going to light the world up. But what do you play your sport for? At any level, it's playing it for the enjoyment. Even the top pros Mm. like to enjoy it when they're playing it, don't they? They do. It's true. What are you like yourself? Yeah. Me? Oh, I'm world-class, I am. <laughs> I thought we were talking about darts, are we? Well, in, in, in that case, I like it. I like a game. I run singles leagues, and, you know, I, I tend to be more the admin side now because, obviously, the, the shack has took over yeah. the life, and, you know, I've run singles league. I'm involved with a Leicestershire darts organisation as well, so, you know, I, I tend not to play very much. And at the moment, I'm lucky that my business partner is about because my shop is full. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's incredible. That's amazing. What it? about supplies of dart boards and darts? Is it all sort of where? Where is it generally manufactured? Well, a lot of it is manufactured abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the likes of Winmore and whatnot are Kenya, and there's some some targets of China, I think. But it is generally manufactured abroad for yeah. most of the products because tungsten is readily or more available elsewhere than what it is in the UK. But we still have some UK-based suppliers that make their own darts as well anyway. I like Brilliant. the darts. Tell me what darts I like. I'm, I don't like a thin dart, which seems to be what the uh, pros mm. use. They seem to use very light, light, thin darts. I like those old-school, heavy brass darts <laughs> you get in a proper boozer. Uh, Brian, yeah. can, can you still get those, Brian? Right. Here's the misconception about them great, big, bulky brass darts. Brass is a very light material. Oh, right. So they'll oh. be big and bulky, and they could be still very light. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Yeah. Well, but, yes, you can still get the brass darts, and they're at, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 pounds, them, them sort of figures. But oh, generally, well, generally people tend to go for a nicer feeling dart, something that feels nice in the hand. And, you know, the average spender is between 50 and £80. Pounds. You'll always have high-end and low-end. Yeah. But oh, the yeah. average you, spender is in, in that middle bit. You can get, so I'm just looking at the website here, Harrow Starts, Vespa Brass, £10.95. Oh, very nice. Get yeah. in and get those. Charlie Baker. If, if you were, if you were last, lastly, Brian, if you were suggesting someone to come in your shop and set themselves up in, in their house with a, 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 a dart situation that would get them playing, what would you suggest they buy? Well, I'd, you, first off is a board. You, you might as well buy a nice steady board, and it's the Winmore Blade 6. Okay. Not quite not quite the one that you see on the PDC, because that's a triple core, but you just need the, the standard Blade 6. Lovely. Uh, a nice surround that suits your surroundings. You oh, can yeah. do with a light, a oh, mat. Right. Yeah. 
And, you know, some people want scorers as well, whether it be an electronic one or or the old chalkboard. Oh, yeah, not, not, not someone to turn up and score yeah, Russ for you. Bray. Russ Bray. <laughs> He's retired, though, isn't he? So he could turn up. Uh, Brian, people can find you on Instagram. It's Dart Shack. Hello, Shackers. Yeah, I absolutely Top love it. I think you've done a brilliant... Top Shackers. I think you've done an absolutely brilliant job, and I wish you all the success. Thank you very much. It's been nice talking to you. There we are. Brian Maguire from Dart Shack in mm. Leicestershire. Premier you know? League footballers probably could afford Russ Bray to come round for the night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drop him it's a like a PA, that would be lovely, it would wouldn't tremendous. it? It would be lovely if he turned up. There we are. Well, I enjoyed that conversation. Well, I did too. I know it sort of got laughed out of the meeting, but we did it anyway, you know. No, so, I uh, thought it was good. I thought it was a bit, very, a lot <laughs> of fun. Listen to the producer. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, good afternoon. It's Charlie Baker in for Paul Hawksby with Andy Jacobs. We're here till four o'clock. Andy, you were saying you've watched Chelsea for 10,000 hours. Do you think you've done anything else for 10,000 hours? <laughs> um, I was wondering what, I was wondering what the listeners were, should, be, should be expert at, but aren't. What they've I've done. bowling into a mirror for Oh, have you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just by what? <laughs> turning your arm over? Turning my arm over. There we are. Refining my action. <laughs> Very nice indeed. <laughs> uh, what have you done? 81089, let us know. For 10,000 hours that you should be an expert at, but you aren't. I'd like to hear those. I think I reckon I, reckon I used to have a dartboard in my room growing up. I used to have a dartboard uh, as a student. Mm. I've got a dartboard in my house now. I am still terrible at the game Andy I don't know if I've been playing for 10,000 hours <laughs> but it's absolutely dreadful at it this is my year though this is the year let's go so let, let us know 8 10 89 um, we've been also asking what you use to scrape your windscreen uh, when it's a mm. bit icy in the morning which I thought would get absolutely nothing we've had lots and lots of great oh, yeah, jokes yeah. we had the same joke four times first you know well, only 10% enough. came off, only People 20%. don't know, do they? I know they don't know, do they? They're all doing the nice same joke. We've had some more, Andy. Do you want, would you like one? Yeah, go. I use my Nando's card to scrape my windscreen. Do you want to have a guess at the punchline? Something, Andy? No, go No, on. you don't have a go. It's great on those chilly mornings. Oh, no, no, not having that, Andy. Well, not, wouldn't that not make the birthday? Rubbish. Wouldn't make the birthday spread, that one, no? Oh, God, no. no. <laughs> that would definitely be rejected, and that is saying something. That would be one that Jeff tries to top. Okay, then. Uh, oh, this is quite nice. Um, I used the leaflet given out by the local bed shop, uh, which was having a clearance sale due to them going into administration. It cleared everything. Hey. No. Not bad. Okay. I'm still thinking about last week's birthday spread when you. I, oh, I threw it Both away, Jeff I? and I afterwards, we were just talking. We were going, How has he done that? I don't That's know how I did it. I don't know. It was. It was just, do you know, I, I, it got big in my head. Andy, I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. <laughs> Paul though. does psych you out. He though. does psych yeah, me out. He does psych good. me out. He's, he's very, very good at that. He's a nice guy until it just gets down oh, no, to the competition stuff. Very, oh, competitive. Yeah, very competitive. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs with you through until four mm. o'clock. Following us is TalkSport Drive mm. with Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent. Andy will be in a bit later on to tell us what's coming up in his show. Andy, you've opened mm. your book, The Ledger of of Stuff that you have yes, to tell us about. Right. I'm interested in Clive Myrie and the Mastermind, but have you got anything else you want to tell us about first? Well, you know, the basically there's a new law in South Korea, which is a very good thing because it's an appalling practice yeah. of... Eating dogs, they've yes. made it. They've outlawed it, which has got to be a good thing, right? We all think that's a horrible. Yeah. You'd think that they did a survey in Britain, the YouGov. Five percent of Brits would eat dog meat. Who are these people? <laughs> Who are they? I don't believe that. Are they cats? <laughs> <laughs> they all actors who've been in cats. That makes no sense at all. No, is it? It's incredible. Well, yeah. Five strokes. percent, and then I think even. 4% were unsure. <laughs> don't know. I like, I like people who answer don't know in a survey. Surely I don't you know. You know that, don't you? I don't know. <laughs> I have no opinion. Mm. Did you do uh, Bruno Fernandes yesterday? Do you talk about him? In the fact um, we, I said he was the biggest sort of moaner in the league. Yeah, he's not a bad diver either. A very oh, good diver, yeah. What do you want to talk about? Him well, no, somebody wrote in. Gordon, oh, the Toxeter, wrote okay. to the Daily Star. He said, he's a little child and needs to be sent back to nurse. <laughs> I think that's a, key, a, a good point, though. You can see him as a little boy. Yeah. You can imagine what he was like as a little boy. What, diving all over the yeah, nursery? Dying and moaning <laughs> if he doesn't get it. He, he said, uh, Gordon, though, thinks that he should be barred from professional football, which I think <laughs> may be a little bit extreme. I like that. Just I like touch. Gordon. It's a bit too much. Oh, also, you can see him as a little boy. Mm. I want to be captain. I am captain. Yes, no, you can see him doing that. Uh, the Princess Roy, I get these from the court circular. Oh, I do. Okay. Uh, she, accompanied by Vice Admiral Sir Tim Lawrence, uh, her husband, so why not? Uh, today departed uh, for Heathrow, not from he- for Heathrow Airport. <laughs> oh, lovely. It wouldn't be much of a trip, well, would it? From, from Windsor. <laughs> 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 wow, what a story. 
yeah. Was, she, was she gone by bike? No, she, she departed from Heathrow Airport for Sri Lanka. Oh. Accompanying her in attendance were Mrs. Timothy Holdenus Rodham. Oh, Why is wow. it never somebody like really ordinary, like an ordinary person? It's always somebody posh. The company like I was Gary Smith <laughs> from Smith's Carpets. <laughs> That'd be much better, wouldn't it? Yeah. Free underlay. <laughs> <That's what> it's <laughs> a lovely advert I, for somebody, like wouldn't that. it? I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Anyway, I can delay it no longer. Oh, go on. Because I haven't got much else. Oh, well, okay. It's the. No, I've got some stuff to tell you. Oh, go on. Go, but go, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Get yours in first. So. Um, I was watching it. Do you know what drives me mad? On I don't know if this mm. happens in, in. You live in London, up there in that London. I do live in London. Yeah. I don't know if this happens in London news, but when you live uh, regionally now, mm. the news. You're watching the news, and they suddenly go. Now we go to the regional news, right? Yeah. You used to get like I live in Oxfordshire. Yeah. Now, you'd get Oxfordshire news, Fair right? Enough, yeah. Today in Henley, you know. Oh yeah. Someone enough, spent yeah. loads of money or something, you know. Now it goes, and now here's the news from your area. And now, Maidstone today, Maidstone couldn't be further away. <laughs> just because it's south, they've made all the news south. So last night I was getting pothole news from Maidstone. From Maidstone. I was, oh, I'm not going to drive to Maidstone. <laughs> potholes are a nightmare. Do you have a pothole nightmare at all, Andy? Not really. No. I'm not bothered about the pothole situation in this country? Well, not particularly, no. I mean, I am, but it yeah. hasn't affected me personally. I'm sure when it does, I'll be. And then really you can angry. really get angry about yeah, it, yeah. Right. Of course. Go on then. Give okay. us some Clive Myrie. Okay, here we go. This is a, a roundup of Clive's. Uh, I think it's from last week. Are these actual I'm ones, are they? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I copied that. It takes me ages. It's driving my wife mad because she likes watching the show. And I sit oh. there with my book. On pause. Okay, the first one was, first specialist subject was British garden birds. Okay. Yes, the birds commonly found in and around domestic gardens. Yeah, thanks, Clive. Who knew? <laughs> I mean, seriously. What's the point? Not birds plumbing well, and ob- eating he's, services. He's obviously, <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously been told mm. that he has to, you know, they have to really narrow it down, otherwise people can... Take yeah, liberties. This, that was quite short. This is a okay, typical, uh, very long one. Yeah. A woman asking her specialist subject was the Big Bang Theory. Okay, yeah. Right. Yes, the US <laughs> sitcom. That would be that bit. That's all we need to know. No. Yes, the US sitcom that ran, sitcom that ran for 12 seasons from 2007 to... T- 2007. <laughs> no wonder I don't get the job. 2007 to 2019 about a pair of socially awkward academics, their friends and their actress neighbour. Blimey, that's longer than the series. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might have thought... I'm trying to think... I'm trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. They on. might have thought the actual Big Bang Theory. Oh, I suppose That that's... someone had the answer to it. Yeah, but I think, yes, oh. the US sitcom would have done it. And okay, this right. one is fantastic. The films of Orson Welles. Oh, lovely. That's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Yeah. No. Uh, yes, the cinematic work of the prolific <laughs> and daring director and actor. Not Welles' plumbing and heating of Tunbridge. <laughs> Operating throughout the Kent and Sussex area. <laughs> they are good. I felt sorry for Akeem last week. Okay. He got six overall. What's the point, mate? Well, you might as well, I don't even know how he got on the show. Unless they do test you out. Well, they he do got really two on check. his specialist subject and four on general knowledge. I mean, yeah. that is very, really, really Troy Deeney. Did you see Troy Deeney's Andy? You must have seen I did, that. yeah. He got naught, didn't he? that was on a celeb one as well, where it's a, a little bit easier Oh, they're as a lot well. easier, aren't they? Really? Yeah, yeah. One of the questions Akeem got wrong, he said... Uh, the Clive said to him, a twin tub is what type of household appliance? And he said, a bath. Come it's on, brilliant. Well, well, it? Not many people have a twin tub anymore, do they? Well, you know it was a washing machine. I think so. I think so. I was, uh, Wouldn't be a twin tub bath. Who has a twin tub bath? 
Look, whatever people do in their private time is up to them. <laughs> it's up to them. I uh, I was nearly on it once. I was on on, on reserve oh, for Mastermind once. Yeah. And they said, "What's your what, spe specialised subject?" Well, yeah, low level celebrity. Um, <laughs> and, you haven't been on the last leg in uh, uh, House of Games. Exactly, I have been on that. I won House of Games. Yeah, I know, it's brilliant. Might bring the trophy in. Should I bring the trophy in? Please do. Would that be a bit much? No, not really. I'd enjoy it. <laughs> I, bring it in tomorrow and then show it to me down the line when we do the birthday spread. <laughs> Hold it up. Maybe I should Here's put... Here's something I have won. Maybe I should put my House of Games trophy on the line for the year for the but birthday it might spread. it Paul out if you yes. just put it on the desk, knowing that you're sort of previous winner of something. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't well, it? I I'll bring the enough, I've got, really. I got a deck chair as well. I've got a deck chair and I've got uh, the suitcase as well. Yeah, that is good. good. So you won good. three, two, two, two days. Two days, yeah, yeah. two days. Um, anyway, uh, why did I bring that up? Uh, anyway, so I uh, they said to me, what's mm. your specialised subject? I said, mm. Talkie United. <laughs> I said, my specialised subject is Talkie United 1986 <laughs> to 1996. Oh, they well, said, that's they said, said, you can't have that. Why? They said, it's just too niche. It's too specific. I thought that's the whole point, well, how isn't is it? that more niche than the Big Bang Theory? Well, exactly. It's only like doing or a British series. British Garden Birds. Bri yeah, British Garden he Birds. He was good, that bloke. He's he got he? 11 out of 11. Did I'm impressed, indeed. actually. Mm. Um, so uh, I had to do Frank Sinatra. And anyway, I never got on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't ask me. I spent an afternoon in Manchester hovering around, waiting for them to tell me if I was going to be on or not. They didn't didn't use me, just sent me home. So I wasn't on Mastermind. I travelled to Manchester to be on Mastermind, wasn't on Mastermind, and went home. There we are. That sounds good. There we are. It was good fun. Mm. I was reading about the jockey, Davy Russell. Oh, yeah. The great jockey, the National Hunt jockey. He's, uh, he's retired and uh, yeah. in his well-earned retirement. He's doing very well in Irish Strictly. Mm. And I didn't have the idea of uh, Ruby Walsh the reviewing it. If he gets the trip, he'll win the competition. Dancing well at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's doing. Cheltenham fans. Oh, yeah, very nice indeed. Thank um, you very much. Uh, Talkie United have eight players out. Do you want a little Talkie chat, Andy? I've oh, got them, yeah. Eight players injured at the moment. Our eight which, best which players. Which is not that much, but when yeah. you've only got 16. We've got, a tw we've got a 24 player squad. It's not like Chelsea. John like. said you only had 16 players. 16 players, players fit. Oh, I see. And, yeah. You know. So, but when you've only got twenty-four players, it's not like see when you moan about Chelsea or when people mm. moan about Spurs having so many injuries. Mm. But there's no point. I, I, you'll notice that I haven't said anything about injuries. No, that's true. Chelsea. I mean, Middlesbrough, to be fair, had twelve injuries going into the game. So did Chelsea, and they got two injured in the first twenty yeah. minutes. So no, no, you can't. I mean, you, West Ham. There's certain clubs have really been here. Even United, Manchester yeah. United, have been. You know. It is the way it is, and it, it does affect I think things, it's the same at every club. It. Yeah, it's the same sure. at every club. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It is the quarterfinals of the Masters Snooker at Ali Pally. Mm. At the moment, they're talking, they want, some of the, they want some of the darts magic, some of the darts glitter to sprinkle on them. Andy, they want a bit of that. They're trying to work out how to do it. Um, John Higgins has called the snooker authorities to ditch the traditional waistcoat and bow tie dress code. This seems to have been talked about for a long old time, Andy. They seem to have mm. wanted to try and get rid I of think, this. I think he made some interesting points. I mean, he, he felt that, a bit like Wimbledon, that the crucible, it should remain because that's an important yes. part. But the rest of it, I agree with him. You know, why, why should they dress up like that? Yeah, well, let's find out. Uh, at Ali Pally uh, for the snooker is Ken Doherty. Hello, Ken. 
good afternoon, lads. How are you? I'm very yeah, well indeed. Things. Did you find the waistcoat restrictive? Do you find the waistcoat restrictive? Yeah, listen, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. You know, I'm old school. I, lo- I love the waistcoat. I grew up watching, uh, you know, and uh, watching the guys on the waistcoats all those years ago. I was back in the early 80s. And uh, I think as a kid, you just loved to put the waistcoat and dicky bow around. It was like... Yeah. Sort of like your your sort of uniform, you know. And I th- I think you know snooker's identity is with waistcoats and dicky bows, you know. And particularly for the big events like the Masters that we are here now, the World Championship and the UK, with the home nations, we just like wear a short. But I think you know darts has its own identity with the darts shorts. We can't go down the darts road. The darts can't. The darts players can't wear dicky bows and waistcoats when they're playing darts. So. Uh, why should we try and change? I think uh, I think the waistcoats and diggy bows are nice, you know. And that's just a personal opinion, you know. How did it come about? Is it because it was a kind of gentleman's game or a game playing gentleman's clubs, that sort of idea? Yeah, I think I think it was, Andy, to be honest, you know. I think it's that old school, isn't it? You know, it, was, it sort of grew up in, as a gentleman's sport, you know. And uh, I think that was just the old tradition. I mean, when you look at the old photographs back all those years ago, and I'm going back to, like, the Joe Davis here and Fred Davis, mm-hmm. I'm even all the people in the, in the in the crowd were wearing like three piece suits and hats and toys and everything. You know what I know? I know that's changed quite considerably, but yeah, I think it was just because it was the old traditional style. You know, is Charlie right though? Are people in darts? I mean, it's a lot of the people, Barry Hearn and people like that involved in that. Yeah. Are they looking at it and thinking, you know, yeah. we, we could do with this somehow? Mm, I think. Uh, Listen, I, I loved the darts. It was fantastic. Great atmosphere and stuff like that. And we look, we have the shootout, the one-frame shootout, where it's yeah. a bit like the darts, where the guys, like, the people have a few drinks and they shout out and that during the... During the well, well the they, shout, they shouted the miss, didn't they? They shouted miss during that 1-4-7. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when I, when I was playing, they shouted when, uh, when Max Elby was on a century break against me, they shouted taxi for Doherty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, no, that, that was good. You know, and I said, the champion of champions, the matchroom uh, big tournament as well, uh, they wear a sort of a... a bit like a, a, a sort of a... A dart short, but not a dart short, you know, uh, which is quite nice. You know, I think they've tried to mix it up, you know, just playing black um, shorts for the home nations events, which are for them, mm. you know, the, the T-shorts for the, the champion of champions and and uh, and for the shootout, you know, and that's good. But I think traditionally, you know, for the big events, the Masters is, is like steeped in history. Uh, just like the World Championship and the UK Championship we just had last month in, in the Barbican in York. I think for those, they should be, you know, black tie or bow tie, you know. Now, you could dress it up. You could wear a flashy waistcoat if you wanted, the way mm. you know, Higgins used to and Kirk Stevens and Jimmy White all those years ago. That's okay. But uh, mm. I think traditional waistcoats for me and Dickie Bows, but I'm old school, you know. That's just my opinion, you know. The yeah, first, yeah, the first round had a few uh, interesting results, didn't it? But mm. with uh, uh, Ding Junhui making uh, one four seven, but yeah, uh, ultimately yeah. losing to to Ronnie O'Sullivan, who once again yeah. looks like if he's in the mood, he must be there or he's thereabouts. So charismatic, still, isn't he? Uh, yeah, no, really he got that magic. You want to watch? Yeah, he's unbelievable. I mean, we were watching watching the match from the studio, John John Parrott and I. I mean, that's only the fourth maximum in the 50 years the history of of the masters so that's how difficult it is and and Ding Junhui has had two of them now you know so uh, yeah uh, I mean O'Sullivan he just sort of went up a gear after after when Ding came back from 4-0 to 4-3 
O'Sullivan almost went up a couple of gears and won six three in the end. But it was a fantastic match, and he's still brilliant to watch. And no matter what he says when he comes off the table, he says he's he's playing terrible and he's he's uh, all sorts of cue actions going through his head. But he's just so charismatic, you know, and and he really sort of gets the crowd going when he comes uh, and plays. He's just he's just there. We'll never see the likes of him again, I don't think. You know, mm. yeah, he was very generous to Ding. He said he you know he's a brilliant player and he knew he was yeah. going to get a one four seven. About yeah, the third yeah. shot in. Yeah, they, it's a bit like they, scoring they, a great goal, though, isn't it? And not, yeah, it is. Not it, winning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It only wins one. It's the old cliche, isn't it? It only wins one frame. You know, mm. uh, I'm I'm famous for missing the black off the, for the one four seven. You know, with the Masters back in two thousand, I got down to one hundred and forty, oh. missed the black. And uh, it was a lovely uh, Honda NSX yellow colour car, but oh. I, didn't, I didn't like the colour of the car. So. <laughs> oh, well, fair enough. Exactly, really. you don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> why do you think, why, why would that be such, that seems to be a low number for only four one four sevens. Why, why Would that yeah. be just where it lands in the season? What would that be? Uh, it's a good question, actually. I mean, you have the, the top 16 players in the world. Uh, you know, on the current ranking. So the standard is obviously, maybe it's just because the matches are all pretty close, you know, yeah. and there's, there's not much between them and there's not many opportunities. Uh, yeah, maybe that that is the reason. Mm. It's the same at the World Championship. I mean, it was only, was it last year that we, we had our first one four seven in the final of the World Championships and that's been there since 1977 at the Crucible. So that was a first as well. So they're hard to come by, you know. They're not as... Not as easy as nine darts, and the dart players will probably give out to me, you know, <laughs> by saying it. Well, you know, that's only nine darts. So 147 is 36 shots, so it's a little bit different, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Judd Trump, uh, obviously trying to defend his title, I think trying to make it a hat-trick. Am I right in that? He won yesterday in the first round. Yeah, he did, yeah. He had a, a wonderful match against uh, Corin Wilson, and he was like 50-odd behind in the, in the last frame and cleared up to win on the black. Uh, yeah, great, a great finish, great match, uh, great performance by both players. But uh, Trump is the defending champion. Uh, he's won it a couple of times before, and he's trying to hold on for that trophy for another year. But yeah, he'll have some stiff opposition. He's playing Ali Carter in the next match. That's yeah. a cracker. Ronnie O'Sullivan playing Barry Hawkins, and uh, John Higgins is two-one uh, up against Mark Allen as we speak. It's a long career, isn't it? Mm. A, a, a mm. snooker player. It's a. I mean, yeah. don't, sorry to talk about the darts again, but you look at Luke Littler start, starting. You know, yeah. and I remember when Stephen Hendry came out. I think he was sixteen, seventeen yeah, when right. he when he first yeah. came out and won yeah. and won uh, um, uh, quite a lot of tournaments, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he absolutely. won seven worlds. I think. Uh, oh, yeah, no, he wasn't bad. Stephen Hendry. What goes? Because people go, oh, they're not running around. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're walking around. So. What yeah. goes? Is it your eyesight goes? What what happens? I think it's uh, yeah. well, your eyesight. I think you know. Generally, as you get older, you know, uh, you sort of you get a little bit more nervous, you know. So it's mm. a matter of containing your sort of emotions and your your temperament, really, your bottle, as we call it, you know. In most sports, I think. Uh, but yeah, that I think that's the first thing that really goes. Then your, you know, your eyes, like people's eyes, like go at different times of their lives, like you know, but. Uh, these lads, the likes of John Higgins and Mark Williams, have been professional and Ronnie O'Sullivan, from professional mm. in 1992. I mean, Ronnie, Ronnie won his first UK 30 years ago, so he's the youngest player at 17 and the oldest player to win the UK Championship over a 30-year span. You know, and Luke Littler actually, he reminds me an awful lot of Ronnie O'Sullivan when he came on the circuit uh, all those years ago, and uh, I'm sure yeah. he's going to have uh, just as uh, glittering to career as Ronnie O'Sullivan has. Let's hope that way, man. Anyway. Who's going to win it, Ken? 
Uh, good question. Uh, <laughs> I think O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan is yeah. looking very, very good. You know, uh, Trump looking good in the top half. Uh, you know, you've got Higgins, you've got Murphy as well. Jack Lazowski, who's never won a tournament and is very, very talented. I think all the everybody would love to see him win a, a big tournament. This might be his year. You just never know, you know, but it's, it's going to be fascinating, you know. But O'Sullivan looks the most informed of all the players at the moment. Fantastic. Brilliant. Ken, thanks for joining let's, us. Let's, let's hope he's wearing a waistcoat. And yeah, I reckon he will. De- definitely, definitely. <laughs> thanks a lot, Ken. That was uh, Cheers, Ken, Ken Doherty from uh, Ali Pali there to just discussing waistcoat. You ever worn a waistcoat, Andy? Are you a oh, waistcoat yeah. guy? No, not particularly. Don't yeah. like them? I quite like the idea of them turning up in a basketball vest and shorts. Yeah, that'd be nice. Well, wear, wear what you like. A costume, maybe the costumes. Wear, wear what you like, Dave. Turn up like as a tra- ma- traffic cone. The masked snooker player. Yeah, what a good idea that is, Andy. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, in Paddy's Challenge, we put our knowledge of the weird and wonderful world of sport to the test with a chance of raising lots of cash for our nominated charities. I'll be playing for Paul's charity, the Sporting Memories Network, and Andy is raising funds for the Willow Foundation, helping to manage proceedings and ensure fair play. Is our guest quizmaster... Ben Fletcher, welcome Fletch. Good afternoon, no music today. That's no fine, music. as Eminem once said, I can go a cappella. Oh. So in Paddy's Challenge, you'll each be asked three multiple choice questions posed by the voice of Paddy Power, Alistair McGowan. The winner will be the player that scores the most points in the event of a tie. You'll both win the chance to raise some cash for your charities. Okay. Last time we played, it was a draw. Paul backed Liverpool's Darwin Nunes to score in their Carabao Cup last eight clash against West Ham. Andy, you predicted a draw in Liverpool's Premier League meeting with Arsenal on the 23rd of December. Carabao Cup, Liverpool beat the Hammers 5-1. Darwin wasn't among the scorers in the Premier League. The Gunners drew with Liverpool 1-1 though. So that's a win for Andy and another £35 added to the Willow Foundation's pot. Let's see if we can raise some more money for your charities. It says here, the last Paddy's Challenge of the Year. I don't think someone's edited that script, have they? Well, with a redundant in the air, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so, uh, Charlie, you are playing for Paul today, and as luck would have it, uh, our virtual coin toss uh, makes you go first. There okay. we go. Bit there of tension, is. bed. Oh, lovely. Uh, so, if you're ready, Paul, Charlie, here is your first question. Record FA Cup winners Arsenal were knocked out of this year's competition after a 2 0 defeat by Liverpool. How many times have the Gunners won the Cup? Mm. A. 12 times. B. 14 times. Or C. 10 times. I think it's 14 times. Good one. Correct answer. United are second with 12 wins. So, uh, early point for Charlie. Andy, here comes your first question. Okay. In the NFL, Travis Kelsey's run of 1,000-yard seasons has come to an end. Mm. How many years in a row did he manage to achieve this milestone? A. Eight years. B. Seven years. Or C. Five years. Depends how long he's been playing in the NFL, Mm. I suppose. Uh, I've absolutely no idea, so I'll go seven years. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely good. right. Yeah, All good things have to come to an end. Thousand-yard stare. It was well, going I, for a minute. There. Well, I know a bloke who lost a record number of listeners for a record number of years in a row. But there's a story for another day. Charlie, your second question. <laughs> the Anglo-Welsh FA Cup border derby between Wrexham and Shrewsbury oh, Town yeah. ended in a one-nil win for the Welsh side. It was the first time in how many years that the teams had faced each other? A, 16 years, B, 22 years, or C, 30 years? I think I remember reading 30 years. I'm going to say 30 years. 
Oh. Incorrect. Oh. It's 16 oh, years. Oh, gone with 16. What an idiot. Yes, Wrexham rode their luck as they edged a victory to reach the FA Cup fourth round for the second time in successive seasons. Some may say the producer of the show is riding his luck wow. based on some of the complaints about the guests <laughs> yesterday. But again, a story for another day. Uh, Andy, your second question. Here it comes. <laughs> Non-league Maidstone United reached the fourth round of the FA Cup for the first time in their history with a 1-0 win against League One Stevenage, who are ranked how many places above them in the football pyramid? A. 59 places B 69 places or C 79 places It's three divisions above them so I've no idea I mean oh, what were the choices? <laughs> 59, 69 or 79 I'll go 69 yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Correct. The National League South team, the first from the sixth Beautiful tier guess. to reach the fourth round since having to Waterlooville Louisville in 2008. Speaking of the sixth tier, Charlie Torquay fan. Yes. How'd you rate your promotion hopes this year? Um, I think Maidstone and Yeovil will get promoted. I think Yeovil have run away with it, and I think Maidstone will will uh, win the playoffs. But look, playoffs are a lottery. Talkie United love a lottery. Oh three seven one seven double two double three double four. So that is your third and final question on the way for Charlie. Yeah, here, it comes. here we go. Newcastle United won the Tynan Weir Derby last weekend with a three nil FA Cup victory away at Sunderland. When did the Magpies last reach the fourth round? A twenty eighteen, B twenty twenty, or C twenty twenty two? Third round. Fourth round. Fourth round. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's right. So we got the final, didn't they? Oh dear, oh dear. Incorrect. It's twenty twenty, so it says here. Uh, they went on to be knocked out by Manchester City in the quarterfinals. So that is a tricky one. What a kick in the teeth that was. So you have lost, but just for fun, because we love forced fun on this uh, network. Here is your third and final question, Andy. See if you can get a clean sweep. Chelsea had to be patient, but eventually strolled into the fourth round with a 4-0 win against Preston North End at Stamford Bridge. Oh, yeah. How many times have the Blues won the FA Cup? A. Ten times. B. Eight times. Or C. Five times. Been asking Andy, work it out, been asking really. Andy this. Well, that's a bit unfair, really. It's really, isn't it? Uh, 97, 2000. I'd say, what was it? Eight times, I'd say. Ten, eight or five. I'd go eight. Good one. Absolutely right. Chelsea ranked equal third with Liverpool and Tottenham in the most wins chart. So 3-1 win for Andy, today's winner. And you've won a free £20 bet that Paddy Power will place for you so you can try and win some cash for your charity. Just remains for me to ask, what are you going to go for? Um, I think I'll go both teams to score tonight at Fulham. Live on Talk Sport. We'll see how you get on and reveal the winner next week. There we are, Fletch. That Thank was you, excellent. Fletch. Well Thank you. As always, I can only apologise to the uh, Sporting Memories Network for not winning them any money. Um, but I thought, what would be your chosen charity? Uh, that's a very good question. You put me on the spot there. You should be. If, if everybody loses, you should be allowed to make the bet. That's, for your, that's how I would change the format. Yeah, I'll have to have a think about that. Yeah, I mean, some say that. I myself am a charity, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. Uh, me and Paul tomorrow, including a birthday spread, Andy. Of course, oh, yes. it's you as well. Looking forward to it. nice. And then uh, back to uh, Paul and Andy this Friday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.